Good morning, Cape Town. I'm Crystal Audison here doing the weekend breakfast. And so this morning, we're going to speak to Jonathan Hoffenberg, who manages the PACES program, Parent and Community Empowerment and Support at the Parent Center, and he's going to give us some advice for parents working remotely. Now, we know that traditionally employers once preferred that we work, um, you know, we work at the office and then we have our family life. But we know, of course, that COVID changed everything and we see the rise of parents working from home. Uh, we know there's a hybrid model. Um, and in fact, according to a World Economic Forum um, report, the latest Work Monitor 2023 survey, it showed that most workers, about 83%, said they preferred working flexible hours and 71% cited a flexible location as important. Women, of course, often the primary caregivers, also valued flexibility more than men regarding working hours. And we saw that the same survey, which involved 35,000 employees across um, 15 countries, ranks work-life balance as the second most important priority for today's employees. And I can imagine this would be the case um, for South Africa. So good morning, Jonathan Hoffenberg. Good morning, Crystal. Thank you for having me on. Long time listener. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Um, so, Jonathan, this has become a really big issue um, for parents working from home, but also that juggling. I mean, I'm one of those parents, Jonathan, mm-hmm. you know, working <laughs> from home. And, um, and, you know, I have a nine-year-old, so she's a bit more independent, but I know a lot of other parents with smaller kids, Jonathan, really you know, just juggling and being like a mad hatter, so to say. I mean, what have you found and what's been some of the advice that you've been giving parents? So the Parent Centre is is 40 years old this year. Um, we came out of child welfare. We're now located in, in 22 uh, Wetton Road, just by the bridge in Weinberg. Um, and so we've been doing work with parents for a long time now, but a couple of things have quite fundamentally changed. And I think you've, you've addressed, you know, the one big one, which is COVID was an equal opportunity giver of horribleness in so many aspects. Um, and, and I would blame my gender very much for this. I think the, the men have been very good for ages trying to separate this world of work and the world of home. And over the changes, especially in the last 100 years or so, like after World War II, as women started to come into the workplace, we've seen a change in the workplace. But COVID really ramped up that need for employers to be recognizing that we've got a hybrid model. We've got people that are um, having to juggle how do we try and support our staff by, by recognizing that they're parents in their own rights, which was the, the media release that I then wrote, which was about emotional intelligence. So I was listening to Mike Wills, I think on Friday, when he was um, sitting in for John Matham, and he was talking about, um, you know, that we might be heading towards a day zero again, and um, it was all these kind of stories of woe. And I think we're feeling so incredibly overwhelmed right now as parents, which is my second point, you know, that I think parenting, it's the one skill that nobody needs a license for. It's the one skill that in many ways we're really badly prepared for. A lot of us learn about parenting from our own parents. 
Um, but things have quite fundamentally changed. We, we have a constitution, we have a set of laws, we have 11 diverse um, cultures in this country, all of them often coming from an authoritarian, masculine, um, dare I say, misogynistic perspective. And yet we've got a culture that is now saying it's bad to hit your child. And we've got overwhelming research that shows that hitting your child has negative consequences. So a place like the Parent Center is really there not to be chastising parents, not to be saying, parents, you need to be doing a better job, because there is no such thing as a perfect parent. What we talk about is a good enough parent. And we're really trying to to train and to empower parents with the skills that are called positive parenting. So what is parent positive parenting? Well, I think, and this speaks to your, your point directly, how do we juggle? I think the first thing is recognizing when you're not coping. A positive parent reaches out for help. A positive parent tries to utilize as many tools as possible. And I think one of the other things that COVID was quite good at doing is demolishing this notion that we're in a nuclear family. Um, Families aren't necessarily perfectly designed to be mom and dad and the kids. They're they're blended, extended, single, etc. So I think recognizing you need help, looking at your support um, mechanisms, you know, um, talking to your boss, making your boss aware of, asking your your employer, are there is there support for me as a parent? Is there recognition? For me as a parent in an old workplace where everybody needed to be in at eight o'clock if i've got to drop three kids off um you know at three different schools is there a possibility that maybe i can start work a bit earlier mm. start work a bit later so these are the aspects of um emotional intelligence mm. yes so really first it's recognizing and understanding the pressures that um, parents are under both as parents and as employers it's trying to act constructively and we can you know um, expand on that there are a couple of, of, of tools I mean a lot of what positive parenting is about is it's recognizing what's triggering me what's causing me to to be stressful and could I possibly be taking that for example work stress and bringing it home um, where my kids are then being or then affected by it so Yes. One of the things we do at Parent Center is teaching people something simple like the robot. The robot mm. is if, let's say, you know, little Johnny has come in and he's knocked over your cup of tea, you've got a part of your, of your brain which is known as your limbic brain. It's like the, the, the most basic part of your brain that's very quick to react. So the limbic brain is saying, Johnny, no, don't. And the robot is just saying is that if you can get into a habit of whenever something happens that creates an emotional response within you, think of a robot, think of the red stop. Okay, what's going on? The orange, what, you know, what is happening here? What's the best response that I can give? And green and then response. And simply taking a few seconds to go, breathe, what's going on? One, two, three. Okay, Johnny, go get a cloth. Let's tidy this up. I know it was a mistake. Once we've cleaned it up, let's have a chat about how you can be careful and not rushing in. I know you want to show me 
your latest game, for example. You know, yeah. so finding tools. And then it's the, the, the last one was that we were writing specifically for the article was incorporating parent education into into the workplace. And I think this is one of the, the positives of COVID is it's recognizing that people aren't just employees. You know, we're all multifaceted. And one of the hats we wear is the hat of a parent. Mm. So, Jonathan, I mean, I, I find myself, you know, driving to school and often I, I really have to breathe and just say, be courteous, Crystal, don't let the taxi mm-hmm. Uber driver or the parent mm-hmm. who woke up on the wrong side influence you. Um, because you can then take that out um, as you say, out on the child, and I, I think this robot, I actually took down the notes, Jonathan, stop, orange, I, I literally think you can, you know, try to bring it into your kind of daily um, life. But I mean, in your experience now, of course, as you pointed out, the past three years have just really opened our eyes, but also caused havoc. Um, how, what advice do you give parents, you know, how to manage that home life stress and work stress at the same time? And are you finding that parents are coming to you, Jonathan, and they're saying, you look what Jonathan, you know what? We find that employers are more, um, they do understand, you know, they have empathy and sympathy with us if we're in a traffic jam or, you know, something's happened and they can't be, you know, start work on time. Some, some, yes, some, no. I mean, I think the, the wonderful thing about humans, um, and, you know, as therapists, we call it something known as cognitive dissonance, is we like to think that we're this cohesive, consistent person that our values all align, you know, that that everything matches up. But actually, we're all a complex mess of, of stuff that often kind of contradicts. So often people will go, I'm stressed, I'm juggling a lot, I should kind of be empathetic of my employees. So, you know, we we think of your boss often is also a parent in, in their own right. They're also having exactly the same struggles. And they're going, oh, I wish somebody would recognize just how hard this stuff is. And then, of course, they come to work. And Jonathan comes to work, and he's five minutes late again. And immediately the boss goes into that authoritarian. And partly, I mean, one of the other things that we teach at the Parent Center is something which is known as unconscious goals, that invariably a lot of us are actually being driven by things that are part of our unconscious goals. And I'll give you a classic example. A child wants your attention. That's what they're there for. A parent is there to set the boundaries, create a safe space. But within that safe space, a parent is the first person, first group of people that a child is really socializing and meaning learning their norms, etc. And so they want to spend time with you. Now, as parents, we're busy. So we want our child to come home and from school and maybe help them with their homework. And then can you do some quiet playing? And the quiet, well-behaved child often gets ignored effectively because they're being you know, they're behaving well, so they're being quiet, and they're enabling you as a parent to get on with all the other stuff that you need to do, which is good for you. But from the child's perspective, the child is going, I'm doing all the things that mom and dad want me to do, but they're spending less time with me, and I don't like that. And so in a sense, often acting out behavior, your child being 
kind of when I talk about naughtiness, I'm not talking about major naughtiness. That kind of slightly cheeky naughtiness, pushing the boundaries, can sometimes be something as simple as I want you to spend time with me because unconscious goals means that even negative attention is still attention. And so a child that is a good child and isn't getting attention will sometimes act out and become the naughty child so that they can get attention. And a parent recognizing that, you know, and being able to within themselves, a parent, yes, it is about setting up the boundaries and it is about um, setting down the rules and modeling good behavior. But a parent is also about saying, I don't necessarily know what's going on. Hang on, give me some time to think about this. I can see that this is happening and it's not making me happy, but let's talk about it. A parent also needs to be able to recognize sometimes when they're wrong, maybe sometimes when they've ignored something or let something go on for longer than they want, because that's also teaching a child that a child themselves can do that. So a parent whose child is naughty can kind of go, you just did that, and you know that you're not supposed to take a cookie, you know, take a biscuit from the jar before supper time. And I see you got that, and I've caught you. Is it maybe because you want to spend some time with me? Let's, you know, once once you've helped me clean the kitchen, which is, and that's the other thing parents should do is get your child to do chores. That's the other juggling thing. Children need to be helping out. But if you've if you're spending time with your children, if you're communicating with your children, one, they're spending time with you, which is what they want. Two, you're getting everybody to help. I mean, it's a, a, another simple thing that we say is involve your child in the budgeting of the home. Let them have an understanding of how expensive things are, not to freak them out, not to create the anxiety of, you know, we only get paid 7,000 rands a month. We got 9,000 rands of expenses. Every month we're going into 2,000 rands worth of credit. I'm not talking about that degree of minutia, but a child recognizing that if they're opening up a packet of chips and only eating half and leaving the other half so that they go stale and get thrown away, lays these days, what, like, 25 rand. Very expensive, Jonathan. Uh, But Jonathan, this has been so insightful because, I mean, you know, for a lot of us, we're juggling, um, you know, I, yeah, just the cookie. I I really think it was so insightful. Um, so thank you so much. That was Jonathan Hoffenberg, who manages the PACES program, parent and community empowerment and support at the parenting center. Thank you so much.